It's good to be here this morning. Amen. Amen. Good to see everyone this morning. I remember everything, all the prayer requests and everything have been mentioned very much. So if you get your Bible, we'll go ahead and get started today. Turn with me to Galatians. I want to read one verse of scripture there in the sixth chapter, then we're going back to book of Acts for just a moment, but the sixth chapter of Galatians, if you want to turn over there for just a moment, read just one verse of scripture. I do desire your prayers this morning, we try to speak to you for just a little bit this morning. Galatians, the sixth chapter, I'm going to read uh, the ninth verse. And this is right in the middle of scriptures that we have read many times, but I just want to use this one verse this morning. Said in the ninth verse of the sixth chapter, it said, Let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Or in other words, it's saying here, it said, In due season we shall reap if we don't give up. Let us not be weary in well doing. And I'm here this morning for just a little bit this morning to hopefully give a word of encouragement. We need that just today, to the day that we live in. I think so myself, or I do. Maybe y'all, hope y'all, you know, need the word of encouragement this morning. But God has not changed in him. We, teach, we say that quite often. Turn back with me to the 16th chapter of the book of Acts, and we will take the rest of our scripture there this morning. Well, to as we get started there this morning, as uh, we look today, and and, and as uh, Brother Allen brought the devotion to us this day, I really enjoyed it, and it he talked about peer pressure, and it is a real thing. Amen. The pressure that we people is put under today it's it's very it's very real, I think, very much so. But we have to realize we serve a God that doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He don't change. His word's always going to be the same. And just for, I know everybody can put you this in their mind for just a minute. We live in a world that seems like it's, it's darkness everywhere you look. I mean, it just seems that way. But it don't make no difference how dark the world is. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Amen. And you can go into the darkest room that you want to with no light whatsoever you can take a match or a flashlight or something, and you can light that match or light that flashlight. Darkness does not overtake the light. Light overtakes the darkness. Amen. Amen. If you don't get much out of my message today, I hope you get that. It don't matter how dark it is. Darkness will always give away the light. Do I believe that? Amen. Jesus said he's the light of the world. And I hope you encourage this morning. And we today, if we're born again, a Christian, we have that light inside of us. And it doesn't make no difference in all how dark and crazy the world is. Jesus is the same. And that darkness cannot overtake you if you let that light of Jesus Christ shine in you. Amen. That should be a little bit of encouragement. But it is easy. We fight this flesh every day. Anybody do that? Each and every day that we live, we fight this flesh. And some days it's harder than others. And I hope you probably agree. And we, we look around, you know, we see all the crazy stuff that happened today. You can't even watch a good television show. You may be watching a good show, then here comes a commercial. But I know what I'm talking about. And you can't get over fast enough, turn it off so your grandkids sees it. 
That's just, you know, it's crazy. It is crazy. And you look at that and you look at all the laws they're trying to pass and everything they're trying to do in the world today. And you see all this, you think, man, you know, you just want to, you just, you don't always say, you know, what's the use? You try to go about each and every day doing good. And it seems like it gets you nowhere. Nobody don't talk about this. Come on, we're humans. In this book, in the book of Acts, it talks about two guys. It talks about Paul and Silas. I know you've heard about them. And they was out, you know, one day they was out doing good, you know, and they seen the evil come and they were spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they come up on a person, you know, one place there, the Bible talks about a lady that they come on contact with. And she was a fortune teller and she belonged to a couple more guys and they was running her business, whatever you want to look at it to there. But Paul and Silas came, you know, they came to her and they and they 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 demanded this spirit to come out, you know, this lady here, and it did, you know, go God's is powerful, you know, nothing can overtake him. Then her masters got, you know, this they got they got mad at Paul and Silas. Satan's always gonna get mad at you if you do what God wants you to do. That's just a, that's just between the good and the you know and the evil. That's just where it's gonna be. And they got mad because they was taken away from the, their money, you know, their income from them. And so they went and they, and they went and got Paul and Silas, you know, and they took them before, you know, some people and said they're teaching against, you know, our custom, this and that. And they took them out and they beat them. And they whipped them. And they put them in jail. And you can you can, you look at today, you know, and you look at what we do today, you know, and some of you know you know somebody know what I'm talking about. It seems like every day, you know, you try to do the best you can. Amen. Somebody know what I'm talking about. God never asks us to do more than we can do. I don't think. Amen. But we try to do our best, and you look around, and you see all this crazy stuff happening, and you say, "Where does it end at? What's the use?" Then it's still getting a little bit bad, you know, it gets worse. Paul and Silas got beaten for what they're doing, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we got to remember through all these trials and troubles, somebody said, I'll be with you even till the end. Amen. See, Satan, you know, always wanting to get our minds off of what we, the prize, you know, and our prize today is a place called heaven. Amen. A place of joy, a place of happiness. He wants us to get a focus upon everything else that's going on. And Paul and Silas, you know, you look at them and you just think for just a moment, if you've been in their shoes, would you have got discouraged? Amen. They had a good chance. <laughs> what you used to doing this, you know, we got beaten for this. If we would just keep our mouths shut, you know, and just not sit along and like, you know, and go along with the crowd and everything, we wouldn't have been in this shape that we're in. You can go along with the crowd today and you can go to a place called hell. But you can go against, you know, and stand and let this light shine. That darkness will not overtake the light. The darkness will not overtake the light. So Paul and Silas, into this chapter, you can read this story here, and it starts in about the 25th verse there, where it starts about as they got thrown in jail there, and they were sitting in there. And we can come to church on Sunday morning, and we can sit here in doom and gloom if we want to. But we can do something different. Even though you look at and see all this stuff going on, God is still God. 
Christ is still risen from the grave. He's still coming back and getting us one of these days. How many believes that? He's still got a place called heaven. He said, you know, he said, I'm going to prepare your place, but one of these days I'll be back. I'll be back. And I've got a pretty good, I believe it with all my heart, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good promise. Amen. I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back. So Paul and Silas, you know, they sit there in the, in the, in the, in the jail there, and it wasn't jail like we got now. You know, all the, all the inmates got their rights today. <laughs> you know, they got to have a TV. They got to have a meal, a certain meal. They got to have all these things and that because they got rights. I don't believe Paul and Silas, they didn't have much of that going on. I bet that prison they had was not nothing compared to what they was in today's time. No doubt you know how it was terrible, no doubt. I just kind of think an old cold, damp hole, you know, place in the, in the dungeon they was in there. But the circumstances did not determine who they served or they determine their, their hearts. Because they sit there, you know, and I don't know how long they was in there, but the Bible says here the time about midnight came and they begin to start doing something. They could have sat around and said, you know, and just felt sorry for themselves that, you know, what we're going to do, we get out, we got to change their ways because we're going to, you know, this ain't good. But you know, you can't go against God's word or change what God's word says. Do you believe me? We today, the church world today, as a whole, you know, in church world, a lot of churches today have changed what God had said and look what kind of shape they're getting into. But the Bible says here that Paul and Silas, you know, they sit there and I just kind of imagine Brother Mike, their communication one to another. And that's, this ain't biblical, this is just the way I kind of think. You know, Paul and Silas sitting there talking back one another. And she's you know, and then I can just almost hear the conversation. You know, Paul maybe told Silas, Silas, we got to keep on going. Because you remember what God told us. You remember what Christ told us. I'm going away, but I'll be back. Amen. I'll be back. You remember what he told us, you know, I'll, I'll be with you. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Paul or Silas, you know, said, yeah, you know, I, I, that, but it's, you know, I'm, I just have a struggle right now. Maybe they encourage one another in the, in the jail cell. I don't know. They don't say the biblical, you know, really what happened to the communication they had. But it must have been uplifting to one another. Yeah. Well, they may have, Paul may have to uplift Silas. Silas may have to uplift Paul. I don't know. But somewhere down the road, they thought, you know, the circumstances are not going to change the way we praise our God. Amen. Do you know what I'm talking about? You can read in the book of Psalms, you know, Psalms, a lot of places that talk about praising the Lord, praising Him with your mouth, praising Him with instruments, praising Him, you know. God loves the praise of His people. I believe that very much so. So Paul and Silas at midnight, you know, said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sing. You know, that may have been where the goodness of God came in. I don't know. <laughs> a long time ago. They got to think about how great it was that God is. Do you know what I'm talking about? No matter how crazy the world is out there, the people out there that beat them, they would steal if they got back out, they would beat them again probably. But they didn't let the circumstances change their praise for their God. 
And I'm here today to tell you this morning, don't let the circumstances of the world change the way you praise God. Because if you look at yourself for this morning, everybody here in the sound of my voice, just think back for a little bit. If it wasn't for God, who's full of grace and mercy, what would you be this morning? Some of us would be crazy. Some of us would be out doing things we shouldn't do, but thank God for His grace and His mercy. Thank God, you know, when you sit down and you begin to start, you know, talk about giving up or maybe you give up for a day or two or something like that, that God's grace and mercy kept on pushing you. Amen. Kept on pushing you. Amen. And Paul and Silas maybe got to sitting down. This is just my way of thinking. They got to thinking about, you know, they might have got talking about, you know, talking about a place, you know, said, you know, I don't know how long we're going to be in this place, but we're going to a place someday that's going to be a lot better than this. They got to encourage one another. How much time do we spend encourage one another instead of talking about all the crazy stuff going on in the world? Amen. Amen. You can't fix some stuff. Come on. And God and Paul and Silas couldn't fix their situation that they was in. Come on. But they knew a God that could fix the situation Amen. that they was in. They knew a God that was able. And you look around, as Paul and Silas men looked at everything and said, you know, there's not a chance we can get out here by ourselves. But I know a God who can. Amen. I know a God that's able. Amen. And you look at this crazy, crazy world today, and there's no way this can be fixed. And no, you can't do it. But I know a God that can. Amen. I know a God that can. And if we, just sit, if we just start coming around, it's just my opinion sometimes, and start talking about all the doom and gloom things that's going on, say, listen to me, listen to me. I'm going to praise my God no matter how crazy the world is. Amen. So Paul and Silas, they started singing praises to God. We don't know, but it must have been something beautiful. Amen. Why? Because the Bible says the jail began to shake. See, any time, it's my personal belief, any time that God's people sing praises unto him, you know, God wants to be in his midst. Amen. I believe God said, I got to go down there and be with them people because they're singing praises. Amen. I don't know, you may not look at this the way, but that's the way I look at it. God wants to be in the midst of his people that praises him. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Don't talk about the circumstances. Talk about how great my God is. Talk about how great your God is. God can get me through this. God can get me through this here. God can get me through the next battle. I just got to look towards him. Come on. Elijah prayed to one time, you know, when they was in the battle, they seen the battle that was going after them. They was doing good stuff, Elisha was. He went to bed one night, you know, and this, the Bible said his servants, you know, got up the next morning and looked out and he said the whole, the enemy surrounded them. And part of the man of God, their uh, servant of God, our servant of the Elisha, went and told Elisha, wake up. He said, we got problems. We got problems. Elisha went out and looked at all the ports. He seen the problem, but he seen the answer. See, all the, the, the Elisha's servant always seen the problem. And that's what's right to a lot of us Christians today. We see the problem. We're not seeing the answer. We're not seeing the answer. He looked around, he said, you see the army that's there, I'm surrounded. 
But Elisha said, praise that God opened his eyes. He may see what's around out there. I put this on version. And God opened his eyes and he seen the army that had, the enemy had them surrounded. But God had the enemy surrounded with his army. Man, we serve a great God. Let me close, get started to this a little bit here. So there's a keeper, you know, the jail Bible said all the doors was open and no, everybody was loose. They started praising God. They weren't running out, running, you know, so I'm getting out of here. They just started praising God. See, when you turn that light on, darkness goes the other way. And the Bible says, you know, and then the keeper woke up, you know, and, and he thought, you know, everybody's gone. You know, he thought, well, I'm, they're going to kill me because let this happen, you know. And he started to harm himself. He started to kill himself, I think. And Paul said, don't harm yourself. We're still here. And he, saw, he called the light to come down and, and fell down before Paul and Silas. He brought him and said, what shall I do to be saved? He said, what are you going to do? He said, you can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. Amen. Amen. What a story. Paul and story. I'm going to just wrap this up real quickly. Paul and Silas had every right to dis discourage I mean, humanly, they had every right to say, you know, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. But they said, no, I'm still going to praise God. I'm still going to praise God. I'm not going to throw a fit in this jail, bang on the doors or whatever, say, I got my rights. They started singing praises unto a God that's able. Amen. And oh, look what happened. And take this, think about this. What would God do if we started singing like Paul and Silas started singing? Think about it. <coughs> it ain't that song they sung. They sung something from the heart. They believe what they were singing. They believe what they were singing. And I'm here today to tell you, as we close this out just a moment, as we let this light shine of Jesus Christ, how many believe it needs to be shining today? Very much so. For children, grandchildren, whatever, they need to be shining. And the only way it's going to shine, if we do like Paul and Silas said, I'm going to let the circumstances change my praise. Amen. I'm not going to let change my praise. I'm going to praise him if the world keeps going crazy. I'm still going to praise him. Amen. I'm still going to praise my family goes crazy. I'm still going to praise him. Amen. Amen. I mean, you know, you, you, there's a lot of things we can't change. But one thing you can change is the way you, the way you praise God. You can praise Him from your whole heart. And let me tell you, I believe if you do that, I guarantee you God will come in Amen. and say, I want to be there with you. I want to be there with you. Anybody get anything this morning from this at all? Amen. Let us not be worrying, we'll do it. For in due season we shall reap if we don't give up. Amen. If we don't give up, we don't give up. This is the word of God here. It does not change. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe in my Lord Jesus Christ, and I hope you believe in him too, that he is who he says he is. I believe he's coming back to get us one of these days. How many believe that? And take us to a place called heaven. How many believe that? But as long as we're here, we can always still have a service on this earth like God wants us to have. I believe that very much so. Amen. And I believe to this in my heart. I'm not trying to discourage you as I close out. I believe most of the stuff in the Bible has been fulfilled. 
I believe that God Christ can come back any time. I believe that today. Amen. And I pray that everyone hears how my voice has said to Christ as your personal Savior. But all I'm here to tell you, I still believe, and I, I believe this very much so, I believe that God's going to send a revival across this nation. I believe that. Amen. I believe that. And part of the Old, Old Grove Church, I pray that we're part of that, that revival. Amen. Amen. I believe that very much so. And I pray that revivals hits our churches across this country. I believe, I will hope the power of the Holy Spirit hits them like they never have hit it before. Amen. It's my personal opinion. I believe that. I'll say this last statement, I'll close. The best way to start a revival is start singing with praise in your heart. Amen. Don't sit around and say, you know, God, we need this. God, look, you know this. God, hey, God, I just want to praise you. Amen. I just want to praise you. I don't want to talk about all the crazies going on. I want to talk about the goodness. Amen. I want to talk, I'm going to praise you for what you've done for me. You brought me through another day. You brought me through another trial. I woke up this morning, I got a real good sound mind, but I got a half of a mind. I want to praise you for it. Amen. Amen. I just want to praise you for it. I want to praise you for my family. I want to praise you for my church. I want to praise you for everything you've done. And let me just let you know, look, God, I'm just going to praise you for what you're going to do for me. Amen. I ain't going to wait till you do it. I'm just going to praise you ahead of time. Amen. Amen. Ahead of time. Amen. That's all I have in the way of message today. I hope that your word encourages you this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together right now. Let's stand together. As we bow and pray this morning, I don't want you know, if you want to come to Baltimore and pray, you can, but right where you're at, I want you to pray from your heart this morning and just praise him for what he's done and what he's going to do. Lord, today we come before you thanking you for this other day you've given us. We thank you, Father, for your word today, Father. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, that we have, a, have hope today, Father. And Father, I lift all these prayer requests that have been made here in this service today, Father, that you would touch each and every one of them. And Father, I just praise you right now, Father, for what you've done for me. And I praise you what you're going to do for me because I know, Father, that you are who you say you are, that you love your people today, Father. And Father, I pray for revival here at the church, and I pray revival starts in me today, Father. And I pray, Father, for each and every one that's here today, Father, that you would touch them in a mighty special way today, Father. And Father, we love you today, and we give you praise and glory for it's in Jesus' name we pray. And God's people said... Amen. God bless you today. Remember all the announcements and everything. Hope you got some for the message. God bless you.